Aftershark MMA Show. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You'll get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and hit the alert button so you get up. And on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast episode is brought to you by Defense of the Built. Say 15% by all, all Jiu Jitsu and MMA athletes to learn skin infections. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30 day trial. Hi, everybody. This is Mark the Shark. We're now live streaming on Twitch. And I just want to show everybody uh, my book. I don't know if you can see it. It's called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. This is one of the books I published. You can get it on my website, www.marktheshark.com, or the author website I had set up, www.retortofamilybooks.com. You can get an autographed copy of the book for only $8 on our website. So go to either www.marktheshark.com and click on the About button and you'll see my book listed there. Or you can go to www.retortofamilybooks.com and that's R-I-T-O-R-T-O, familybooks.com. It's a great adventure novel if you're into Jason Borg, those type, those type of stories. That's what this book's about. 
All right, guys. So today we're going to bring on our special guest. His name is uh, Michael Harris. We're going to sit down and chat with him and get to know him a little better. What's up, guys? Hey, Michael. How are you today, Mark? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. <laughs> Busy, man. Busy running around with the kids and stuff. Today. Yeah, I had, I, got my, had, I had my little ninja workout with my girls today. <laughs> yeah, I always thought like when I had kids, I'd bring them right into martial arts, but I was a slacker on it. I tried judo with them. They they liked the throwing, but they did not like the mat work. So, but better late than never, right? Yeah, my son's four months old. Yeah. So, what and, state are you from? Uh, I I'm from Weirton, West Virginia. It's about 30, 40 minutes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got some friends over in Pittsburgh. Usually, yeah, yeah. I hear you fine, man. Okay. Yeah, you sound good. Nice and clear. Yeah, <clears throat> he's all professional enough. Look, he's got the, the headset. He's got the microphones. It's all set. Yeah. So, what are you saying? You're from outside Pittsburgh? Yeah, right outside Pittsburgh, about thirty minutes. It's just a little suburb, but I mean, we got a lot of good local MMA talent around here. It's an interesting area. Uh, okay. We got the first interview I did was with head coach Devin Mazik, and he trains with UFC fighter Kama Worthy, and with uh, he was roommates and trained with UFC fighter uh, Jordan Espinoza, top flyweight. He just won over the weekend. Uh, I did an interview with him, and then I I personally trained with uh, former UFC uh, heavyweight. Adam Milstead, I think he had a one and three record in the UFC, though. But uh, I trained with him, and then Mark Cherico was the uh, content. He was on the Contender series, and I, I trained with them at the Pittsburgh Fight Club for about a year and a half or so, and had an amateur fight, and then got sick and went from there. But you know, <laughs> but you're in college now, right? Yeah, I started. Uh, May 4th, I started college for broadcasting and specifically sportscasting in the inter in sports media. So Okay. That's a good field, man. I, have, uh, I, I do this part-time, but, you know, I would love to be able to, to make a living doing this full-time. But, yeah, I'd like to be the next Joe Rogan, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think we all so would. Knows, Mike has, has started his own um, podcast. What's the name of your podcast? It's the Believe You Can podcast, and it's uh, okay. it's, it's about sports. But I started my own website, and we I have writers for each sport: MLB, NBA, UFC, NFL, and we call that the Eye of the Sport. So we're gonna do Believe You Can podcasts. We're gonna do a lot of like more inspirational and motivational guest type stuff, and then we're gonna do like the be believe you can eye of the sport episodes where we bring on solely like mma and sports guests okay yeah hopefully hopefully i get to appear on that uh, oh yeah that. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we uh, could do some collaboration with you like we're doing here this this i just wanted to bring you on show because i know you, you were you know you had an amateur fighter and and it, but what i didn't know like when you signed up you just said that you had a fighting background blah 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 and i'm like all right I'll bring you on, but then you said that you had an interest in, in um, getting into broadcasting and 
that you had your, you know, started your own podcast. And uh, that's good, though, because I'm always looking for someone to, like, do, like, recaps with or uh, fight picks, you know? Oh, yeah. I love recaps. I do, I do yeah, a lot of interviews, but I, I like to mix it up so that it gives the uh, my, my listeners a great audience. Yeah. Because th- this show is not just on, like, right now we're streaming on Twitch, but then, like, like I, like, I don't know if you saw my message to you. Like, this show also yeah. goes on a podcast, and then and the videos go on YouTube. Sometimes the order gets switched. Sometimes it goes on you know, podcast first and YouTube. But usually, if it's streamed live like this one, this is the first one. So that, that's a, that's a good start, man. That's good. It's good that you um, you already got your uh, career path chosen out for you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. I, I was an athlete for a while, and like that's that's why I picked this field to be a career in because. Uh, I, my whole life since seven years old, I was an athlete. That's all I knew from football, baseball. And then when I turned 18, I immediately started train. Like, I was like, all right, I'm taking a fight. Like that's as as soon as I hit my 18th birthday, I'm pretty sure like it was November 22nd that year. I, it was the day before Thanksgiving. So my family was like, you can't come to Thanksgiving dinner all beat up. Like you got to go out there and win the day before Thanksgiving. And, uh, then I got sick and got diagnosed with diverticulitis and it's kind of ironic cause I found out I had it from watching Brock Lesnar cause he had it and he took like the way he was getting hurt from body shots. I was like, that's how I'm getting hurt from body shots in sparring. So I went in and I was like, I talked to a doctor and I, I just told him like, I think you should check for this. And he checked for it and I ended up having it. And then I was bedridden for like nine months and it was, it was, uh, I couldn't do pretty much anything. So then I got, uh, you know, years, years later now, uh, like I finally was like, this is the way I can stay evol- involved in the sports world. So yeah, it's a similar story. I mean, I don't have a, um, that's like a stomach disease, right? Yeah. Like it's I an believe. intestine, intestine disease. It's like, they, uh, I'm not sure about the specifics, but it pretty much just stops your movements and you got to like get part of your intestine cut out. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. I, I had, a, I had a similar case. Uh, I don't know if you read up on my website, but like, yeah, I, I've always been in, in the martial arts since I was a, like a young teenager and then my body just, I had a lot of, I had injuries, but then like the foot one. That kind of took me out. Um, then I um, I had some stem cell, which kind of helped. But then the coronavirus hit. <laughs> How was the stem cell work? Was it cool? Once, and then everything. I don't know about your area, but everything shut down. So like I can't do jujitsu now. Like my body feels better, not as good as it was before my foot injury. I have like severe I have severe arthritis in my foot. I have no cartilage left in my left mm-hmm. foot. So I was like walking around with a boot. I was limping around. Uh, I had to take a year off. Um, then I uh, went back to jiu-jitsu, and then I got stem cell therapy. And then I was finally getting the hang of it. And then they had this corona outbreak. So I can't – like I'm even afraid – I don't, not in that I trained in the school. I would have a classmate come by, and we would drill at home in addition to my training twice a week at the dojo. I couldn't go like full out three days, three or four days a week anymore because of my foot, but I was doing something. 
so yeah, this is a good album. So I kind of I, like when I got injured the first time, this was my uh, this was my album. I wanted to stay involved with it. <laughs> yeah, I was lost for a while, to be honest. Like I was one of those like I have like the primal mindset of a fighter. Like it's just the way my brain works. It, you know, beat to eat. And when I lost that for a while, it was it was like bad, bad world for me for a while. And then I had my kid, my, my first son and I have a stepdaughter now and I got married and well engaged. And then I got into college and it just stuff has finally fallen in place. And so I was like, why not like start a podcast? And then the one thing that I wanted to announce that I feel like will be good for, uh, hardcore fans and, and i know it's something since you're a big fan that you'll be interested in uh I, I the other day i was talking online to uh spencer the king fisher and i booked him for the podcast for july 13th how did you get him uh <laughs> he he was on facebook he we had mutual friends i sent him a message hey i was like i'm a big fan dude like i used to, i grew up watching you and because I'm only 25, yeah, so. back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had hooked me up with him, so I get him on my show. I had a few UFC fighters on my show. Yeah, I watched your episode with uh, Julius. I think was his name. Yeah, about 11 yeah, months ago. Yeah, I had him. He was on a contender series. And then I had, uh, Clifford Parks. Parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Spencer's a big. One. I even had Barb Hanashak on my show. She was uh, the on the Ultimate Fighter mm -hmm. and in the UFC, and she was the first, I think, the flyweight, flyweight women's champion for Invicta, the first one for, for yeah. that Invicta had. Pretty cool. That's good though. You got Spencer though, man. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm excited so for that. From the Lions, then, right? When you was saying, wasn't he? Wasn't he from the Lions then, or was he from the Militage camp? I'm not totally sure, but I, I, that was, I was watching him when I was 10 years old, probably. But, uh, we, from I, one of those two camps, it's either Militich or Lions Den. It's one of those two. Um, it's one of those. Two. I, can't, I can't think of which one it was because that, I mean, that was, he was in it before, I think, UFC 50. Like, he, that's early days. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching him fight uh Sam Stout, I think was his name in 2006. So, that was like yeah, yeah. right yeah. after they bought uh Pride. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy though, man. Yeah, so, who, who's, your, who's your like uh like, you know, growing up as a young kid, like who was your favorite like uh mixed martial arts fighter whether it's in the UFC or Pride? Like, who'd you like? Uh, I liked all the, the cocky guys. That's just kind of my attitude. Like, but, but not cocky, like real cocky. Like I seen it like the Chael Sonnen's, the Tito Ortiz's, the guys that seen it where they were like, okay, like if we can make extra money doing, just putting a little extra on, on our attitude and presenting it to the public, like that's kind of, and it gets in your opponent's head. Like my first you, my first MMA fight, not UFC fight, uh, I was the kid was was sitting with his family at a table at weigh-ins right next to me, and I was just talking 
trash the whole time right at him like why are you even here you brought your whole family like why would you bring your whole family to watch this like you're like that's just the kind of person that i was at the time and uh <laughs> so i gravitated towards like the Tito Ortiz's, the Chael Sonnen's, the uh, even uh, a lot of Michael Bisbing. He was like like a little newer era, but like he was one of my big yeah. big influences. Yeah, now he's a, he's an interesting character, Bisbing, right? Because he turns it. He, I can explain. Like he comes off, he's very confident in himself, right? But it seems like. I can't tell if he's always cocky or he's because there's some times like when he's he seems very humble, right? Especially uh, definitely after he loses, but and he's very respectful um, sometimes. But he can turn it on and off, you know. Where some people I don't think can turn it on and off. That's what I found interesting about him. Yeah, I think but, that's yeah. why I gravitate towards him because uh, that's like like if I'm going to sit down and break down sports with you or a fight with you, I can, I can take all biases away from it and, and be respectful and humble. But then if you bring up something that's personal to me, I, you know, I'm going to tell you eat shit. Like that's it. It's the same way. I think that's with him. Like it, but, uh, yeah. So we got some big fights on this weekend though, or tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, they got um, you got uh, ladies versus Volkov. I'm Alexander Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's like the, I think he actually fought in Bellator too. I think he's like Russian or something. Yeah, Alexander Volkov just beat uh, he he just came off a win off Greg Hardy, and then he was before that he tested positive and was suspended for like a year or two. And then before that he was the guy, he beat Derek Lewis for like three rounds in the last five seconds. He threw an inside leg kick and Derek Lewis threw an overhand right at the same time and knocked him unconscious. It was, but Curtis blades is a good fight. The fight that I'm most excited for though, on this card is Shane Burgos and Josh Emmett. Like that, that fight is going to be Gosh, a banger. Hanging, knocking out people, man. I haven't seen him. It's been a while since he's fought, but he was on, I think, a three or four fight win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I remember I, mentioning him on my show, saying like for that division, he would be, you know, like if he has like another win, like he would probably crack. The, I don't know if he's in the top five now, but if he's not, if he got, if he gets this win, he might actually crack the top five because he was winning. I think it was three or four fights in a row by knockout, right? He's from uh, the Riot Faber's camp. Yeah, he's Alpha from Team Male. Alpha Male. And uh, he... Yeah, I believe, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he lost his last fight. He's on he a two-fight win streak. He's he's He KO'd Michael Johnson in the third, and then he TKO'd Mirsad Bektik. And then before that, he lost to Jeremy Stevens, but... He before that he was on a two fight win streak against Ricardo Lamas and Felipe. Yeah, that was the last one that I remember. Ricardo Lamas, because that that guy was a uh, four foot belt at one point. I think I think it was against Henan Burrell or Henan Burrell or the other guy that they're from the same fight camp. Then you got Jim Miller from Jersey, 
I think he kicks it off. I don't know. I'm surprised he's still around. He's, he's, I think he's lost his last few fights. He's been fighting yeah, forever, he's but he's fighting Roosevelt Roberts, and that kid's a stud. That that yeah. he's going to be a dangerous, I dangerous fight. I don't, I don't think Miller's going to pull it off. To be honest with you, I think yeah, he, he usually get that certain age. Usually, uh, your body goes to shit. But am I if it, am I not wrong though? Isn't Alexander Volkov wasn't he from Bellator? Did he did he start on Bellator? He he might have. Um, he looks like a guy that. I, that I, I don't know if he actually won the belt or what he came close to if he's the guy I'm thinking of. Too lazy to go on, but he looks like one of the guys. I don't know if you could look it up. Yeah. I take it that you're watching that fight tonight, right? Oh, yeah. I watch them all. I'll probably watch it tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, he fought He fought in Bellator. He had wins Thoughts. in Bellator uh, over Brett Rogers. Uh, that's the biggest one that I see. Oh, Did he ever hold the belt in Bellator? I think he um, might have made it to the fight. He made it to the... Yeah, I think he did. He got he beat the in the tournament final. He submitted by rear naked choke uh, Ivanov, who's in the UFC now. Yeah, so I was right. Yeah, he made it to the finals because I remember seeing. I thought he, I thought he looked familiar. I've seen him before. And Curtis was on a was doing, been doing pretty good in um, the UFC. Then you got some women fighting. Raquel Pennington, who did. Fight for the belt not too long ago, but lost her title shot. One actually, yeah. I don't know too much about Maria, Maria, Mario, Renanu. I don't know too much. Who's in the previous? Yeah, I think so that's Blake Weedas in the. Oh my God. Talk about a blast from the past. Yeah, He's and like, it's against Bobby Green. That's going to be a banger. That's one of those Clay Guida versus Diego Sanchez type fights. I wonder that's got to be at a catch weight because they're saying that Bobby Green weighs at 155 and Clay Guido weighs at 145. So I'm wondering if it's at a catch weight somehow. I don't know. I'm just looking at your weight. What's the cap off for lightweight? I'm trying to remember. 156. Is it? I thought it was lighter than that. Mm. Yeah, Bob Green's pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean he's he's on a uh, I think he's on a four fight losing streak right now, but he has some really good boxing and head movement and foot movement. He just fights like the top guys. Like he he I I mean I'm I haven't paid attention to him much, but the last time I seen him fight, he fought Lando Venata, and that was coming off like a two or three year layoff. So he it, he always has been fighting top guys. So he kind of got a crap run, but. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited for Fight Island. Like UFC Fight Island is what I'm excited for. I got where I'm trying to get it worked together. So if you ever want to do like recaps or anything, I'm down for that. And, and live well, fight. That one. Is that the one after this or the next pay per view one? The July July 11th is 251. That's uh, the uh, Usman and 
uh, Burns, and then uh, why yeah. is it Holloway and Volkanovski? Usman and Burns. Well, I mean, the rumors the rumors are that when it's MMA tra- days in in uh, training with Henry Hoof, that Gilbert Burns beats uh, Usman bad. Like they said, when it's wrestling days, Usman can beat Burns, but when it's MMA days and it's all mixed together, that Burns usually gets the better of it. That's what's the rumors are coming out of the gym. So it's it very well could be that we see Burns win. I, I think Burns could. He's really on a hot streak right now. And he got big because, I mean, he went up a weight class. He got big. I was, like, surprised. Like, when he fought uh, – what was his last fight? He fought uh, Woodley. When he beat Woodley a few yeah. weeks ago, actually. And he was losing to – he was losing to average fighters at 155. Like, that's the crazy thing. And now at 170, he's undefeated and beaten the best guys in the world. Well, you know what it could have been? Maybe this, the, 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 he just needed an experience. Because you got to remember, he was a straight jiu-jitsu guy. That's how I know him. He was pure jiu-jitsu. But he's kind of like, uh, you know, Jacare. You know, Jacare got, is very well-rounded now. Yeah, good, 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 good hands, yes. Very good hands, Gilbert has. And what I yeah. noticed with that Woodley fight is he's got good wrestling, too. Not only does he have hands, he's got good hand speed, but now he can wrestle. And yeah, I guarantee the, you, if he gets on top of Usman or he gets Usman's back, Usman's done. Like, there's no way. I don't think Usman's going to. The only way Usman would beat him on the ground, I think, is if he, if he got him tired out and he ground and pounded him. But if Burns takes his back, I think it's lights out. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, because he got really good jujitsu. Yeah, he I, mean, I don't his know if jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. That was that that was my uh, my thing. One cool thing when... about that fight, though, uh, I did a little research because I'm going to write an article on it soon about uh, Gilbert Burns versus Usman. They have been training together since the beginning of Black Zillions in 2012. Gilbert Burns was like just a pure jiu-jitsu guy there that was kind of like a coach helper at Black Zillions and wasn't fighting at the time and then started fighting and got to the UFC and he's been with Usman the whole way along the way and there's a bunch of history and I can't remember it off the top of my head but like when like I sat down and researched it there's a bunch of interesting stuff that goes on and in that little like I guess you want to call it not really a rivalry but I think it's going to become something if, if Burns wins, I don't think Usman's going to be able to be like, Oh, you know, we trained together for 10 years. Good job. You're the better guy. Just the way Usman acts. He's going to like, he, he, he's the alpha. Like, so I think it's going to, if Burns wins, I think it's going to create a little drama in that gym. Uh, so who do you think is going to take that Usman or Burns? I, th- I think Burns will, I think, I'm going to take Burns probably because of the numbers, like honestly to bet on it. But, but, uh, yeah. I, I think we'll, and we'll learn. It's hard now. They got, so you're going with Burns and then the one, the pre fight before that, it's Max Holloway. Uh huh. And I think he's going to lose again. Really? 
Yeah, I think he's. I think Volkanovski is going to repeat. Wow! And then you got Jose Aldo, Petra Yan. I hate to say it, I think Aldo's going to lose that one. I Aldo's going to lose, but like Aljo Main Sterling Jay, like, should be in so that fight. Body's just so fucked up, dude. Like his body's just so fucked up. And I'm going to go ask you one more. So you think all those going to lose that one. So we're agreeing with that. Then you got Jessica Andras. I think there's a rematch. Yes, it is. Rosa Nunez. That one should be interesting. I, I think, wonder if it will change. Uh, yeah. Well, if you watch the first one, uh, Rose was doing a phenomenal job. It's sticking, moving. Like she, the only thing, the only thing she did wrong in that fight was every time Jessica went to pick her up and slam her, she held on to the arm to try to Kimura or to try to arm bar as she was being slammed. And that's what got her knocked out because she was winning the fight and then she got slammed unconscious on her head. And that that was the fight. I think that Rose I think Rose takes Whaley Zhang's playbook of beating Andrade and just marches her down, uses her head movement, her foot movement to really like stick it to her. I think she's going to finish Andrade and under two. Okay, I can't pick that one. Like, I, I think it could go either way. And then you got another blast from the past. Paige Manson, a little hottie over there. Amanda, Amanda Rebus. I don't know who that is. I haven't actually, She has a she's, Amanda Rebus is a monster. Oh yeah, she's got. She's probably gonna beat the crap out of Paige Van Zandt. And they're saying that this is PVZ's last UFC fight because she wants to. It's her last fight on her contract. She wants to join her husband in Bellator. So I, I don't. She already has a. She already has her connects in Bellator with her husband. I don't see her really being full a hundred percent into a fight with the UFC when she's getting paid like, sh you know, low. Like she doesn't. She has been complaining about pay for her last four fights. So I just like, I don't think that she's in it right now. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, anyway, man, I think we're running out of time here. But if so, let everybody know what's your uh, podcast called again? It's the Believe You Can podcast. You find it at fb.me slash Believe You Can podcast and uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash believe you can podcast there you go all right guys that's the end of the show we'll see you next week thanks for having me on dude yeah. hey guys just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel check out the book written by me mark the shark called the cabal the saga begins if you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Marcus Sander was a normal family man until he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series. 
now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, I'm back on the show. Today we got a very special guest, uh, MMA journalist Matthew Souser. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good, good. Now, Matthew, you're also the editor-in-chief, uh, editor for a uh, uh, MMA freak, right? Dot com. I think I said. Yeah, it's a senior editor. Senior editor. So how's that going? How'd you get into that? Uh, well, um, uh, do you want the long story? <laughs> uh, the short story. <laughs> okay, so short story. Um, I got out of call. Uh, I graduated from college in 2011 from uh, Missouri Baptist University, Go Spartans, and um, so I wasn't. Um, I. Thought I went for education, but then realized I didn't have the temperament for it. So I just spent four years getting a degree for something that I ultimately realized I, I wasn't cut out for. So I was kind of just waffling around trying to figure out what to do. And um, coming off of, uh, I'd actually, with some family members, um, tried to get involved in a small business, which, <coughs> which took the whole summer of like 2013. And it didn't work out. But right at the end of this, I was uh, looking online like I had for so many things. And um, I found a uh, advertisement for uh, MMA Freak to come and, uh, and write for them. Well, I looked, I, um, I looked at some of the, the, what's it called, the requirements. And I was just like, well, I don't meet these. But I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, what the heck, I'm just going to, I, sent the message applied anyways and um i uh and gabriel keith is uh one of the founders and uh to this day he's still officially the editor-in-chief even though he isn't um involved a whole lot um but he said you know i like your resume and i'd like to ask you to come on board so um at that point, I started writing, and about a year later, that's when he started transitioning away. Um, he was getting involved in some other personal projects, and um, he turned. Uh, he named me the senior editor, and that's essentially the job I've had ever since then. And um, I've brought people on board; they've left. Uh, we've had some highs and lows with the with the site, but uh, we're we're still going, and. Um, We've been going a lot longer than some sites that I've written for. MMA Freak's not the only site. It's the first and it's the longest, but it's not the only site that I've written for. I've written for a few other sites and some of them some of them came and went and then some of them uh, don't even cover MMA anymore. Like um I've written for this I write wrote for this site called What Culture which is a, a UK-based site, but they cover a lot of stuff 
and um, uh, they don't even cover MMA anymore. So interesting. It's just some of the stuff that I've done. And then I, I think when I was on your website, I noticed that are you involved with the pop podcast, like sitting ringside or beyond the cage at all, or? uh those those are those were sites that were those were podcasts that i think at one point we were affiliated with i haven't appeared on any of those i think gabe may have appeared on it and maybe our former podcasters ben McPhee or tiger taylor maybe appeared on it maybe some people probably did appear on it but um we still do kind of keep those links just as a sign of our affiliation with them, but um, I personally haven't interacted with them. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Now, just curious, like how, like, is that, how does that website generate like revenue for you guys? Is it just like through advertisements? Like you sell advertising or? Uh, We have sold advertising in the past. Um, You know, ultimately this is my hobby. Um, I haven't, made a whole lot from it it's you know i have a day job but okay. um which has i should know it has in and of itself also varied over time but um ultimately this is my hobby um the uh one of the co-founders um justin horner he's got his own business so okay. that's and he's the one who usually pays for the upkeep okay. um, but yeah we make uh we have sold advertising in the past um we're open for any advertising right now. We don't, we don't really have any sponsors per se. We've okay. had some Google AdSense, but. Um, Never know. Uh, After this airs, you may get some. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you guys like, uh, like affiliate yourselves with any particular MMA fighters? In particular, um, or like either on the amateur or professional circuit or. Uh, you know, an interesting thing, before Ashley Yoder actually went into the Ultimate Fighter, we actually got an interview with her back when she was an up-and-comer on the regional circuit with Team Quest. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've gotten some interviews. We've definitely got some interviews on um, uh, some fighters before okay. they made a big time. I think we talked about to Tom Galeccio also before he went on to the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. So we've talked to some people. Um I actually am a longtime acquaintance with Tatiana Suarez since before she was even in the Ultimate Fighter. We actually were acquaintances. So here's the thing. Uh, so um, I'm currently living in Central California, but I have primary most of my life I was based in Southern California. Oh, okay. Tatiana Suarez, who I knew as Tatiana Padilla at the time, uh, was a wrestler for Northview. I was wrestling for Bill Park. Okay. Um, I think she was a year or two below me, but either way, um, you know, I knew about her. Um, I'm not sure she knew about me until we coincidentally both ended up in the Midwest because um, I went to Missouri uh-huh. Baptist University to wrestle and she went to Lindenwood. Lindenwood at the, our time was our crosstown rivals. Uh, okay. Lindenwood's moved up from NAI to D, uh, NCAA Division II, so we don't interact as much, but that's just, an, um, but yeah, I've interacted with her multiple times before. Um, haven't actually gotten an interview with her just yet as a UFC fighter, but we've, we've talked on and off, so. Okay, um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, what's your take on 
the Khabib and uh, Ferguson fight. Do you think that UFC 249 is actually going to happen, or what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's very possible it could happen. Whether they're going to make it like the main event, an interim title fight or not, I got no idea. So here's what I use as justification for why I think it will happen. So even though there's regulation involved, and we don't, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of commissions regulating MMA right now. The WWE in Florida is hosting these, their Raw, SmackDown, NXT tapings all at the, uh, all at their, their in-house performance center where, you know, they do all their, their up and come, their developmental training. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they're planning on doing a WrestleMania there. So I think it's very, I, it's, I think it can be done. I think it's doable. I think doing closed doors event is, is doable. Okay. I like the original idea of them doing everything at the UFC apex, but then of That's course. That's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah. But then the Nevada state athletic commission said, Oh, well we're, we're shutting stuff down completely. It's just like, really? You can't spare a few personnel to, to run events at the um, at the UFC Apex, is, it's like it's you just need this essential personnel. There's nothing going on right now. Yeah, like we're we're at a literal standstill. And, yeah, um, I'm I'm already because you know we already have um, at MMA Freak we have um you know yearly awards. One of our categories is is moments. Mm -hmm. I'm this is probably gonna be the moment. Like COVID nineteen is probably gonna be the the moment of uh, of 2020 when yeah. the world just came to a standstill. Yeah, I know. I think it could happen, um, but you know, Khabib's been saying he, you know, he's stuck in Dagestan. It's like, well, first of all, why do you go back to Dagestan in the first place? It's, well, this is like, what I heard. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, you knew this, all this was happening. You knew you were still fighting. So why are you going back home? Well, supposedly he went to Abu Dhabi because he thought the fight was going to be there. And yeah, I don't know was, how he ended up in the, I don't know why he went from there to home, but. Yeah, that, that supposedly was one of the plans, but um, because they were scouting it, but then UAE decided, yeah, not to. So it's like, okay, why aren't you going to fly back? Because he trains out of American Kids Boxing Academy. So yeah. it's just like, okay, why wouldn't you fly back there? It's like, why wouldn't, it's like, you know, there is still some travel, not a whole lot, but there's still some travel. It's like, why don't you just fly back to where you're training? Just keep training. And, you know, if the, the fight happens, the fight happens. I do think there's going to be some commission that will that will allow a closed doors event. I, yeah. I do. It's UFC. I do think it's going to happen. It's just, but obviously. You think it's going to happen on the 18th? Do you think it's going to be delayed? Um. It's still possible that it could happen. I mean, we've had this deadline that's been pushed back a little bit, but I, I do think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of where and who's going to be on the fight card because, yeah. you know, I, I think it's like – I really do think Khabib should, should just fight It's because, you know, they're allowing private flights out of Russia. It's like just do all the regulations. It's like you can go out just fine. Yeah. But, well, we'll see how it happens. We'll you know, see what happens, yeah. Khabib's, Khabib's this rather interesting he, – he, he's an enigma. He, he's, he's this – you know, he's, he's this rather interesting guy. It's like, you know, it's like before that – he's 
he's interested. Uh, it's like interesting is the best per way I could describe his personality. So we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll just yeah. it, it might happen, it might not happen. Without Khabib, it might just not happen altogether. We'll just have to see because Bellator did cancel. A you know, lot of them canceled their events through to June. So yeah. we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I would hope that by June this will have blown over and we'll have a little bit more control of the situation. Keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going nuts being stuck in a house. I've been, I haven't gone out of the house except for like maybe twice to get food. I'm going to be honest. One of the unique ways that I found out uh, an excuse to get out of the house is I will occasionally go um, Instacarting. What the hell? What's that? Insta Instacart. That's one of those. That's that grocery delivery service where you go around and pick pick deliveries and then and then uh, deliver it to people's houses. Oh, oh okay. I never heard of that. Which I, I did do grocery delivery for about five years at Bonds, but I was specifically only a picker. I did not actually deliver the groceries unless they were a pickup order. But uh, yeah. So I'm I was from I'm familiar with that. I've kind of been doing that. And then also I've been going for walks and uh, on occasion I've actually gone to some local businesses to patronize them and just like, you know, I'm going to go buy something and then I'll go out because, you know, the restaurants are still serving. It's just that they yeah. may not necessarily be serving. Uh, you know, it's, it's like you go in, you get your stuff, you get out. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on uh, John Jones, his recent arrest? uh john jones it's oh my gosh um it's like i'm i'm genuinely like how hard is it to not get in trouble how yeah. how how is is that difficult is that is that really so difficult like like how hard is it to really not get in trouble and you know the fact that he was able to pull that kind of a plea deal now of no i was reading into it i think part of the plea deal i like i think it was re reading it with it with uh, TMZ, but um, supposedly part of that plea deal includes he has to go to rehab. So I, you know, he actually tried going to rehab before and then came out early saying, "Oh, I don't need any help." It's like clearly you need help. Clearly <laughs> you need help. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I just don't know why he keeps getting in trouble. It's like he doesn't really have an excuse like dude you've got a wife uh i don't know if, if she's still his girlfriend or if they're actually engaged or they're married but it's like you've got you've got a woman and kids at home yeah like you, you you need it's like first of all what kind of an ex example this happens multiple times with people it's like what kind of example are you saying for your kids yeah exactly you know, like and not to mention let's remember he's in his 30s He's my age. I know I don't look and to be in my thirties, but he's in yeah, his thirties. <laughs> it's like, dude, you should. This is not what you should be doing. You've got a wife and kids at home. I was actually reading this inter. Uh, I actually watched the an interview with Ariel Hawani and um, Daniel Cormier, and Cormier was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm home with my kids." It's like he. It's like. It, the, like a perfect and he's just like i don't i don't it's like i'm not pray, uh happy with this guy's going down like this it's like i don't it's like he's a rival but i'm not it's like i don't relish this yeah which just goes to show what kind of a man daniel cormier is it's like he's a family man he's spending time with his, his wife and his kids but 
That may also have to do with the fact that, remember, Daniel Cormier did lose, he lost a daughter. It's like nothing's worse for a man than losing a child. So yeah. it's like that may give, well, he wasn't a bad guy to begin with. So it may, that may have brought, brought a different perspective. But still, it's like John Jones, it's just like, dude, you need to get it together. It's like, and this rehab, I really hope he does take advantage of this rehab because, like, dude, you've got a problem. You've clearly got a problem. Yeah. So. And you think he's going to get in the boot or what? You know, and and that's another thing. So um, we actually, these are the notes that I've been working on. We actually um, just, um, and I'm putting the finishing touches on it. So you've got the exclusive on this. I'm working on the finishing touches for our uh, Decades Award. So we... Yeah, and uh, John Jones was voted the fire of the decade. <laughs> and it's just, it's like this happened despite him just going nuts constantly. So, but if you really think about it, he is the only elite fighter who's been on top of, it's like maybe it's possible that if he fought more, someone may have actually found a way through his, his you know, game. But he's yeah. been the only fighter in this past decade who's truly gone undefeated, who's been at the top of the game. The only reason why he, quote, unquote, lost the title is because of external factors. So yeah. it's like he's just this incredibly talented guy. And for and it's like something up there just makes him want to get in trouble constantly. It's like, <laughs> what? War? It's like. What about being on top? It's like there's ways to blow off steam. It's like it's understandable. It's like it's you know, it's like you're constantly being pursued. Okay, find another way to blow steam. It's like go painting. Like I paint, but it's like it's like it's like find some Bob Ross, throw some paint on a canvas. It's like watch TV. It's like play with your kid. Do something other than get in trouble. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe he's bored or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He, he, okay. Yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> and then I also noticed on the uh, your MMA Freak website, did you guys rank rank the fighters? Like, how do you guys come up with your ranking system? I think that's your unique ranking system, correct? Um. So the ranking system is um, recently we've actually been. Um, allowing fans to vote on the ranking okay. system. But the main, the main factor of the ranking system has been that we voted as a, um, uh, as a, uh, um, the, the staff votes, uh, cast of votes and tallies the votes based on um, like giving X number of points. And then that's how we typically do the rankings, um, which actually from my understanding is how, well, as I recall, like reading earliest with like Yahoo Sports or something like that. Maybe it was MMA Junkie, but that's how a lot of other um, uh, outlets do their um, rankings as they do a total tally. Like that's even how the UFC rankings are done. They have like a whole bunch of MMA journalists who submit their their, uh, their rankings, and that's how the, the oh okay really. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's typically how most news outlets uh, do their their rankings. At least in MMA, is that they they have the staff uh, vote, and then the it's the averages are how the the rankings are determined. Wow. 
So how are you, what are you guys writing, like, what are you guys writing about now or thinking of be writing about if there's no fights going on? Um, well, so here's what I've been doing. So around the world of MMA, that's like my weekly column. Okay. Um, I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel in finding fights that are actually happen. Because believe it or not, in places like the far-flung, like, Eastern Europe and stuff like that, there's actually still fights happening. So I oh, like okay. go on Sheer Dog and Tapology and I'm, you know, letting people know there's still fights happening. Oh, okay. It's like they're, they're showing all these people who would be unknown to the, you know, American uh, MMA scene, but, you know, there's still fights happening. And then I'm finding myself, because around the world, MMA, there's, it, there's like three sections that I typically have. It's like news are reviews previews and news and i feel and i see myself putting out a lot more news um just to have something to talk about that's mm -hmm. how i've been keeping busy and then i still do um i still do my fighter of the week awards but I'm, of course like i said i'm finding myself um not talk, being able to talk about a whole lot because you know, just, there's just not a whole lot to talk about so that's kind of where we are right now now, do you still, because you said you wrestled in, I guess, high school and college, do you still train some form of martial arts now, or? Well, not now, because of the coronavirus. Like, I'm not even training, dude. <laughs> um, I've been, uh, the past few years, I've kind of been, well, between um, my, my day job, I just haven't had a whole lot of time, but I've been uh, thinking about getting back into it, because um, I'm, uh, yeah, I moved to the Central Valley, moved to Lemoore, and I'm not that far from uh, uh, West Hills is the local uh, community college with wrestling. I'm like a five-minute drive, so I'm thinking about maybe getting a hold of the coach there, seeing if I can um, talk with someone there, uh, talk to him about, you know, helping out and rolling uh, around on the mat with the guys once once we actually can start rolling around on the mat. Um I don't know if there's any MMA gyms around. Uh, well, there's got to be because, um, you know, Lamore, that's yeah, where the Kachi Palace is. So there's yeah. there's got to be some MMA gyms around. But yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been looking in depth. Okay. Yeah. So do you have your own podcast or? You know, Other... I'd say that the fire of the week is maybe the closest thing to the uh, podcast we have right now. We've had a few podcasts over – and I've been involved with a few podcasts over the, the life of the site. We had, I think, what was just called MMA Freak Radio at the time, which was uh, hosted with Ben and Tiger. But then they um, um they went and kind of did their own stuff. Um, we had something called the Freak Cast when I brought in uh, uh, Edson Valdezuela, who I actually met because in order to improve my journalism skills, I actually went to Santa Ana College and took a few journalism classes there. And that's where I met Edson and I brought him on and he was a tremendous contributor to the site for a while. Um, and, but then he went off and kind of started doing his own stuff. But then he started his own podcast called Fight the Podcast. And I was involved for that a little bit, but then because of some stuff that he had going on in life, he kind of, um, uh, he, he put that on the shelf as well. Um, okay. so I think the closest thing we have is my fire of the week, um, segment, which I mainly put on YouTube. Um, oh, okay. 
like I said, I just haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about stuff because there just hasn't been a lot going on. And what's the name of that YouTube channel? Is that MMA Freaks or is uh, it named after you or MMA Freak? Um, I do have my own. I do have my own channel. I do um, as another hobby. I do my own YouTube channel, but um, uh, uh, MMA Freak is the um, is our YouTube channel. Okay. Okay. Now, what other? Um, you still write for other online news outlets or other than MMA? Or um, right now, I'm just working on uh, MMA Freak. Um, I'm somewhat associated with this uh, site called. Um, what was it? Uh, hash, I think it's called the hashtag show. I'm somewhat affiliated with them. So if I wanted to, I could, um, do some, um, other articles for them. They have a little bit more of a uh, varied lineup, but I haven't, um, right. And my primary focus is MA Freak right now. Okay. Okay. Now if Khabib, getting back to the, the UFC 249, if Khabib, let's say they have the event and Khabib is out. Who do you think is going to fight Ferguson? You think it's going to be Ganji? Well, let's. Uh, yeah, said that it seeing, would be him. yeah, I've been seeing him as the main uh, main person, and Gaethje was talked about how he wants the next shot, and he'd be very upset if Connor leapfrogs him. Um, so, if there's anyone who's probably going going to be a replacement, it'll probably be Gaethje. Um, Con Connor's been brought up, but Connor's in lockdown in um, Ireland, so he's he's not he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Now, if Gangy were to fight Ferguson, who do you think would win that one? <sighs> that's that's a good one because Gacy always goes in there and brings it. It's like there's a reason why. Um, there's a reason why in this MMA freak awards he appears a few times in the fight of the decade contest or category, but um, uh, El Kukui, Tony Ferguson is really, really funky, and he's on that what was it, like a 10-fight win streak or something like that, some kind of crazy like, win streak right now. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it would be hard to say. I'd like to say just from the technical aspect, maybe being Ferguson because they're both, you know, we're talking about two, um, uh, we're talking about two fighters who are primarily stand-up fighters, but do have a ground game. Whereas with Fer, you know, if, if Khabib, you know, Khabib is definitely a, a, a wrestler. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's a wrestler. Um, so, you know, if you just look at all of his fights, they go to the ground. So, um, I'd like to say that if there's anywhere that it's going to go, it's probably going to be to, um, it, it, I'd have to say if it's Gaethje versus, uh, Ferguson, I'd say, I'd say Ferguson, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gaethje, uh, won either, because like I said, he goes in there and he's just. Yeah. It, now, like, if Khabib is able to make it, who do you think will win, Khabib or Ferguson? I'd say Khabib. Okay. It's just, yeah, his, yeah. his ground. 
it's like you have yet to see someone who can stop his ground game. The only person who could stop his ground game would be another wrestler. And realistically, there isn't anyone in the light division, lightweight division who's who's at that caliber. So if yeah. if anyone is, if 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 Khabib shows up, it's it's Khabib. Yeah. And if but if uh, if they throw in a um, substitute with. Uh, I, I it's regardless of who it is, I'd I'd say probably Ferguson. Um, but it also depends on who he goes against because you know it, as we've learned in any MMA, anyone can win on any given day. So Yeah, that's true, that's true. Now got two more questions for you. Uh first one is who's your favorite MMA fighter? And two, who do you think is the greatest of all time MMA fighter? Overall, doesn't you know? Doesn't have to be per weight division. Uh, um, well, let's see. My favorite MMA fighter historically it was Randy Couture. So, um, but um, active right now is, would be Demetrius Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's well, because he's, you know, it's like even though his, his highlight reel in. You know, it's like you look at the number of fights that he's fought and, you know, the, the number of title fights, even though it went the distance a whole lot. It's like the guy always went in there and delivered. And I think it was very premature of the UFC to, um, especially oh, given Heinz, even at the time, I think it was a little premature for them to do the trade with one FC. Yeah, yeah. I still don't understand why they did that. I yeah, still, and, then, and then they got the Ben Ashton and he's out. He's retired now. Yeah, Ben Askren went one and two, and that first one was a controversial finish. And then, <laughs> oh my gosh, that 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 flying KO! You know, it's like I I looked at the replay of that, and I was just like, like Ben, you were an Olympic level wrestler, you were a multiple time NCAA division champion, and you did the one thing that we are taught as wrestlers not to do, which is he. He saw him, Jorge coming in, and he put his head down. It's like it's like you're 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 supposed to keep eye contact. You're supposed to be looking at your opponent the whole time. He put his head down, and that's where why he didn't see the knee. It's because he took his eyes off his opponent. The one ba- most basic mistake yeah. in wrestling, and he did it in a fight, and it cost him his undefeated career. I know, I know, I know. Wow. So you know, if anybody... an, interesting, <laughs> you know, an interesting thing, sorry. Um yeah. that was actually um that and the the Valentina Jessica I knockout were actually um last year were um front runners for the uh, MMA freak knockout of the year. It ended up going up to Jorge, but we did like I said, um I just um we just did the um the MMA decades award, 2010 decade award and um the winner uh, it was again close between uh you know the Valentina IKO and the the Masvidal uh, Askren KO but this time it was actually Valentina that came out oh wow yeah wow what you just think about you just think about that KO. It's like she she was setting it up, and then you know Jessica thought that it was going for the liver, and it 
put, put, yeah. Her, yeah. put her out bounds. She was ready right? to follow up, and then she realized, oh, she's just out, so she just ran over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, we're still. But, but yeah, so just just watching that fight, I was just like, at first when I, you know Masvidal ran out, my thought was, oh, Ben's just going to pick him up and slam him, but no, Ben. You know, Ben went down on his, you know, got knocked down. I was just thinking, and then like I was at first, I was like, "What happened?" But then, yeah, I look at the replay. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, the one thing you're not supposed to do in wrestling, you did in an MMA fight and cost you in the match." Exactly. exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of time here, buddy. But anyway, so if anybody who's watching the show and, and is listening to it when it's in its podcast format, they had. If they had to get in touch with you, how? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, I I reply to Twitter uh, pretty easily. So if, if you know if it, you know DM me or uh, put me out on on Twitter, but yeah, that's um that's the easiest way to get me, uh, get a hold of me personally. Uh, you could you could put um you could try replying to some of the MMA stuff, but oh yeah, you also asked me who the greatest fire of all time was. Um. I'd say that's a toss-up between uh, The Last Emperor and uh, Fedor Malyanenko and Anderson Silva. Um, of course, uh, both of them have kind of gone a little downhill since then. Um, John Jones, I'd say, definitely still has the potential to be the greatest. Yeah. I don't think he's quite there yet because, like yeah. I said, his out-of-ring antics have been a bit of a problem. Yeah. What's your, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Um, at Matthew Salzer is my personal Twitter handle. Uh, at MMA Freakout is also our um, is the website Twitter handle. Um, and uh, Matthew, at Matthew Salzer is also my uh, my Instagram. So okay. And then, like I said, for my um, like I said, my personal, it's like if someone wants to see anything not MMA related, Matthew Salzer. Okay. My, my YouTube channel where I put okay. a variety of stuff out. Alright, cool. Alright, Matt, it was great having you on the show. Uh, Alright, everybody, me. we'll be back. Oh, don't forget to check out hit the website. It's MMA-Freak.com. Right, because right. at the time, I think MMA Freak was not available, so they had put the dash in there. I don't know if it's still not available. but That's cool. Alright, everybody, we'll be back after this short break. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth 
of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com All right, everybody, we're back on the show, and today I got a special guest on the show, MMA, MMA fighter, Daniel Wynn. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Now, what state are you uh, com- coming from? Coming in uh, from? I live in Georgia. Oh, uh, okay, so you're on the East Coast. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, on, uh, I'm over in Jersey on the West Coast, on the East Coast as well. So. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So give us a little background on yourself. Were you always involved in combat sports or were you, did you do other sports and you discovered combat sports later? Uh, no, actually, well, I did. I was a skater when I was a kid. Like, I did aggressive inline. But then, um, you know, I turned 18, went to college, graduated, um, just kind of got a job, saved up some money, and decided I wanted to hit people in the face. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I started doing boxing just as a way to work out, to stay in shape, because it was just a really good way to stay in shape. Mm. And you don't have to do a whole lot. You could do it you know, twice a week or so. And um, my coach was like, you can hit really hard. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did boxing for a few years, then I moved on to MMA, but I never actually got to the boxing ring, because it's just okay. kind of hard to find where I am. So I started at an MMA gym about maybe a year and a half, two years after boxing and it's just been forward ever since i got my first mma fight in two years after that and i've been doing it ever since (laughs) okay so what kind of promotions have you fought for so far i fought for the nfc and i fought for um the afc and i think most notably would be the king of the cage yeah 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 i heard i heard of king of cage before how was that how was it fighting for the king of cage was that the one that you like the most or the least or like which organization did you like better? Um, it was fun. I really liked King of the Cage because I like the whole like, it's just the whole atmosphere is, is, is a little different. It's just the, it's nice. It's nice. It's, I was just really honored to be asked to be, to be there twice. So that was cool. The second time I won, the first time I lost, but um, they were really awesome to me actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, Andy and Robbie, they, they, they run a good promotion. And the NFC is not bad either. I, I'd like them too. Um, I fought for them for the for my very first MMA fight. They were amazing to me. All the uh, bouncers at the venues know me and everything. It's yes. I really can't pick one that's better than the other. And then the AFC, I only fought for them once, and they were super sweet to me as well. And it's just, it's just been a really good experience. I've never had a bad experience with um, with promoters. You know. Okay, like because I know King King of Cage has been around for a long time. For a very long time, I don't know if they still they still have that. They used to have like this like muscular ref guy. All the refs were like big and muscular. Are they still built like that or what? Uh, mine wasn't really built. He wasn't like fat, but he wasn't muscular. <laughs> Back they used to be jacked, like really jacked, kind of like kind of like the uh, character that they have, the picture they had with their promotions, the cards. I don't know if you ever. If they still use the same one. It's like a bald, muscular dude. Oh, like a yellow kind of color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if they still use that slogan. 
oh yeah, that's cool. Now, do the other ones that they kind of follow the same format, where you know they got like uh, streaming, they stream it or they televise it, and then they, you uh, know, choose your walkout music and all that, and you come out on stage where you fight. Yes, the NFC does stream it. AFC streams it, but only um, KOT, uh, King of the Cage is on the, is on like TV. So it's a little, you know, I guess it's a little different, a little more. And you can't really get customer. And they told me my cordman can't curse. <laughs> well, my first, my first King of the Cage fight. They're like, yeah, you guys can't say any bad words. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, because you're televised. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The second one they didn't tell us, but we just kind of assumed and just didn't. And you know, just, uh, to, just to be safe. But um, but yeah, I've had some really good times with them. So, what made you decide that you liked hitting people in the face? This is gonna sound really weird, but it's just—it's like you can be the bully, and you know, it's fine. People sign the contract; like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was never like the bully ever because I would never do that to somebody like unwillingly. But it's 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 I don't know about, I don't know what it is about it. It's just you know you both agree to to lock yourselves inside this finite amount of space and <laughs> just throw hands and. Uh, now, would you say you're kind of like an adrenaline junkie or? Uh no, I don't. No, I do like like risky and daring things, but I wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm not going to go like base jumping or or, or jump out of an airplane or anything like that. Or rock no, I would do that. I I would do that. I would do that. You would jump out of an airplane or rock climb or both. I would rock climb uh, uh, with you know you know to a degree, but definitely jump out of an airplane. I would definitely go skydiving. Uh, <laughs> and there you go. There you go. So you got a little, you're a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, with base jumping or bungee jumping, I'm, I'm not about that life. Yeah, I think probably most MMA fighters are probably a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. I think you gotta be because it's like a, I guess it'd be like a high, you know, because again, you're kind of doing something scary and <laughs> dangerous, right? To some degree, you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. It's really not scary to me because it's, it's. I mean, there's a ref right there. Like, it's if anything goes awry, you know, there's people watching. It's not in the back uh, alley, you know, in some you know derelict gas station or something. Ah, uh, but you never know what could happen, though, right? I mean, the, the your opponent could be like a lot better than you, and like not like hit you so hard, breaks your jaw, or right? Because you got a you got a, a full time job, right? Like a day job. Right, you don't do this. You have a full time job. You don't do this full time, right? So. Oh yeah, no, I have, I have a job. Yeah. Yeah, so like, if you get really hurt, then you miss work, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, so to some degree, there's some kind of like riskiness. Like, if you get like if the person you're fighting is like, you know, a lot, a lot more skilled than you. Let's say they got better hands. They. True. I guess yeah. you don't really think about it, right? You try not to. I guess you really can't think like that, though. Well, I mean, I've had, I've had like my arm broken in a fight, and it wasn't so bad. And, yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like at 125 pounds, 135 pounds, you know, females, and not a whole lot could really 
I mean, I know a whole lot happened, but it's it's really like that's why the female fights last a lot longer than the men's fights, mm-hmm. generally. Because I mean, the, the knockout power is not there. The ability to you know, actually, I mean, we hurt people, but it's it's a little different than the men. You know, men are different. The way it is, biologically yeah. different. So I don't I don't really think about those things. It doesn't really. I mean, yeah, I broke my arm that one time, but that was probably my mistake. I don't know. I don't even know when it happened. I, mean, I know what happened, but I don't know what happened. Was it from an armbar, or or was it? No, like, was back in a we have no idea. I just remember going into the what was it, the third round, and I was holding my oh, while I was sitting on the stool. In my second, I was holding my arm down because something was wrong, and I was like, something's wrong. And I, I don't know what it was. I didn't want the ref to stop the fight. I didn't want to look at it, and so I just went back out there and just uh-huh. jab, jab, jab. <laughs> oh, you were hitting with the the bad arm. No, I have the good arm. No, I I, uh, okay. I I got her to the fence, and then I looked at it, and I saw the little bone poking up, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty nasty, right? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't through the skin, so it was just, like, poking up through my arm. And it was just, but it wasn't, like, like through the skin, so it wasn't, like, bloody or anything. And I was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Then I hear my corner say it's, like, a minute and a half. You know, they tell me the time, so I'm just biding my time until, like, I even went up to her and offered it, you know, if she wanted to run it back, because I did just hold her against the cage, because I didn't know really what to do, so I just kind of held against the cage and stomped the feet, or, or tried my best to, and I tried to take her down a couple times, but my arm was not having it, not at all, but, um, but yeah, I totally offered a rematch, if it ever comes to fruition, we'll see. Uh, okay. So when's your next fight? You got a fight um, coming up, or? I was supposed to fight in the AFC for March 28th, but I, you know, I fought November 8th, and I fought January 25th, and February 29th, and um, my, my coaches were like, eh, you know, maybe we should kind of relax a little bit. Plus, going down to 125 is not the easiest for me, so it was a little, I mean, it's not difficult, it's just a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And you know they felt that I should take a break after going down to one twenty-five because I, oof, I have to admit, like that was that was it was hard. Like I I dieted and and did my workouts twenty-one days. Well, I worked out fifteen of the twenty-one days, but I started twenty-one days out in order to get to one twenty-five. Just do it slowly, like you know, point two, point three pounds here, um, point five if it's a you know if it's a hard day just slowly chipping up, chiseling away to get down. Oh, so you, you were trying to cut weight the, uh, a little bit healthier than instead of like trying to like drop 10 pounds in a week. Like, yeah, I'm not about the water diet. That's horrible. <laughs> it's so miserable. And so I really only had to lose about five, well, about 6.5 pounds that week. So oh, it was okay. like, I had, I had, I joke about it with my with my best friend. Like I had uh, I had eighteen chicken wings the Sunday before the fight, like barbecue wings. And then by somehow in the middle of the night, I guess the other two got digested as well. And um, I had twenty chicken wings like Sunday, Sunday, Monday before the fight. And yeah, it was, I was still good. Like I I just did it so slowly that it just I guess it just didn't really matter as much. How did you cat? <laughs> What's the name of your cat? That's Oblina. 
if you guys know that show Ah Real Monsters, that's the that's the cat or the monster, the black and white monster's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So what? So what are your aspirations? Do you want to like do uh, do MMA full time, or are you just gonna just do this as kind of like a hobby? Like, what are your what are your goals? I mean, I would like to go pro. It would be nice to do it at full time, but um, you know, I know it's MMA. It's not really the money making sport, but you know, I enjoy it too. And it is a little bit, and it is a little bit of cash. And I, you know, I have a little bit. I have quite a few years left in me because I didn't start super early. But I didn't really like batter my body as a kid either, you know. So um, I just basically went to college and worked out. And um, I mean, it'd be cool to make it to the highest level. It really would be. I'd be super honored to make it to the UFC, Bellator, or anything like that. Which, yeah. I'm, you know, of course, gonna go pro soon. I'm just not sure when yet. Especially uh, with the, the stuff going on and the you know potential fights getting canceled, like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because it had uh, coronavirus or something? Yeah. Like, a friend of mine's fight got canceled. and Or not canceled, but postponed. You know, people bought tickets and, and, and everything. And it's like, oh, well, now you got to, like, postpone your, 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 your day you already planned. So. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy out there, right? You know, canceling. Disney's closing the parks and. Movie theater, like by me, like uh, movie theaters are not opening. Yeah. My jiu-jitsu school is closed for a week. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I hope mine doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah, you're lucky if they don't. You're lucky if they don't. But my regular gym's still open. There's not my jiu-jitsu school. So well, that's nice. at least still work out. Yeah. I have a gym in my complex, so I go, I go there sometimes, and I run on, like, the treadmill or – um. You know, just lift little weights. They have free weights. They have the little um, bow flex machine, whatever. And you just kind of just, you know, do little workouts without having to leave your house, really. You just walk there. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Now, in terms of, like, other female martial artists, or I should say MMA fighters, is there any particular uh, fighters that you look up to or that you try to copy or emulate in your fighting style or that you'd like? to emulate in your finest style? Um, hmm. I like the fighting style of, um, I like Johanna and Jacek. I really love her. Like, she's like my favorite. I mean, we don't fight the same, but she's a very good, like, uh, uh, well, I guess we kind of do, you know, we, we both like the jab and, and, you know, to throw that one too. But um, she's, I guess, more of a Muay Thai kind of style. And I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I go into fights and I think I'm going to do one thing and I do the complete opposite. So I don't even bother anymore. Like if you watch, if you watch all my fight videos, just, I have one fight on the ground. I have one fight that pretty much takes place in the cage. I guess maybe two fights that take place in the cage. And then one or one or two fights where I'm like throwing hands the whole time. I just never know what I'm going to do. So um, I don't know. I just, but I do love to watch Johanna. Like she's definitely my favorite for the female fighters. Yeah. Did you see her last fight? Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's that lady's name from China? Something Jang. Oh, Lily Jang. Jang oh Wei-Li. my God, dude. <sighs> I don't know if you grew up watching Star Trek, but uh, a lot of people are like posting that that Facebook post of that yeah. character of Star Trek and Klingon, whatever they call him. Dude, well, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So fucked up. Well, I guess we must keep the pin down, you know? I, have, I haven't seen what she looks like. Has it gone down? Have you seen her, her what she looks like lately? Since the oh, fight? no, I, I mean, like, in the fight, at least she keeps her chin down because, you know, it's hitting the dome, so it just kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right side, maybe? <laughs> oh, man. I haven't, no, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any uh, postage and seen what she looks like. Like, I'm sure it's gone down. But it has I don't even know the extent down. of the damage. Like, I don't even know the extent of damage. I think they said it, she's not like, um, like it's nothing crazy. It's just a lot of swelling. Yeah. But that was... I, mean, I hope it's nothing crazy. I hope it's nothing crazy because that would be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think she's going to be training for a while anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? that's true. And she probably, I guarantee, if I had, I didn't read up on it, but I bet you the, uh, the athletic commission probably won't let her fight for at least six months anyway. Yeah, like even not. if it was nothing and the swelling went down in like four weeks or something, and she was back to her fight, yeah. you know, because she definitely, she definitely had to have a concussion. You know, you don't have to be knocked out; you had a concussion, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. She definitely had a concussion. <laughs> they probably were watching her. Now, did you night. did you think she won that fight? I was actually a little bit surprised. Except for that last round, like I think her, like, like when she started to get hit, I think it just affected her that that very uh the very last round. Yeah, that. I think it just got to her then. I was like, she got it popped a few times in the Chrome Dome, and oh, yeah, her face was already more. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't want to you don't want to go in as much. You don't want to pursue as much because it's like, man, if I get hit. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be horrible. I mean, I don't think we ever. Well, I never think about the next day. <laughs> Ooh, for the next day. But I never <laughs> think about the next day. So it's it's just like, but at the moment, it's like, wow, this 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 kind of this could kind of hurt. Yeah. But did you think she was winning the fight, or did you did you think that she didn't have it? I thought she kind of had it if, if it wasn't for that last round. Like, yeah, the last round was kind of a. I don't, I'm not a judge for a reason, I guess. Yeah. I'm biased against Johanna anyway, so I'm, I'm going to say she had it, but the last round was a little bit, eh. eh. I mean, I could, I could see it as eh, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Not quite for Johanna, but I still want to say it is, but eh, eh. You know, yeah. got to be fair. It was, it was uh, I definitely think that that was the, a way better fight. It was definitely better than the main event, I'll tell you that, right? <laughs> So boring, but I, I can uh, see why. I I mean, I mean, it's like a truck. Yeah, it hits like a truck. You know, the other guy I guess didn't want to get hit by that Mack truck. You know, but uh, yeah, that that the women man, they, they just go at it. That's why I gotta give. I love watching women fight more than the men. Like I really <laughs> do. Like the women have like no fear. I don't. I don't think the women think about. Uh, how can I say this? I don't think women care about taking risks. I think that's the way. Am I phrasing it right? Whereas I think the men are afraid to lose or something. I don't know. That's just depending. I guess like, like if a guy gets at, at a certain level, like they're at the number one seed or the champ, it seems like they're afraid to lose. 
I guess. Well, I, I don't know. I, I thought like the men have more to lose because uh, if, if you take a 135 female and a 135 male, I mean, that male is going to hit yeah. way harder and way more, just way more umph. And I feel like women focus, not focus, but like you find more like jujitsuists and people that are like good on the ground. I mean, the ground and pound, there's some scary ground and pound that some of the women have. But um, I think a lot of women kind of go towards more of the, the ground game rather than the stand up. And then, like I said, we don't, we just don't hit as hard. I mean, it's not biologically meant to do it like that. I guess nobody's really biologically meant to hit people, but you know, yeah. you guys do have a strength advantage. Yeah. Now, when you do your takedowns, did you wrestling type takedowns or do you do that, that head throw, that head, judo head throw? I do wrestling type take, takedowns because I feel like judo is based in a gi and there's no gi. Yeah. I know the head, but I mean, it's just so easy to slip out. I feel like it would be, you know, yeah. not. I noticed the women tend to do that throw more than the men. I don't know if you noticed that. Like when they do throws, they do the head, you know, the, the head, like the old Ronald Rousey. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm always wondering, like, why they would choose that as opposed to, like, a double leg or a single leg. So I just wanted to get your info on that. I don't know if, like, if there's a why women would choose more that more than the men or. Yeah, I've, I've no idea. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather do, like, a double leg. Yeah. Singles are fine, too. I'll, I'll go to a single, but. Actually, it doesn't really matter. It's whatever you give me. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you give me, you give me a leg, you give me the body lock, you give me the yeah. head and arm. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Now, do you currently, now, are you currently sponsored by anybody? Any like uh, companies or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I have Fresh Start Entertainment. They, they okay. back me with a lot of sponsors. Um, I have Spoken Hot Photos. Um, I have a couple of others, too around but um like i do have a little list and i do thank them like, all the time because like on my facebook right. and stuff all right now for the people who and for the people who watch this video or they listen to this one that gets in podcast format if they're interested in getting in contact with you what's the best way for them to get in contact with you do you have like a website or a facebook page or yeah, actually, I do have a Facebook page, uh, Danielle Wynn MMA, and I do have an Instagram and a Twitter. Okay. And then my Instagram needs to get more popping. <laughs> and, and what's the name of your Instagram, Instagram account? Is this it Danielle? Is, is Danielle underscore Wynn underscore fight. Like, uh, and then what's the Twitter account handle? Is it the same same thing? or Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. All right. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was great having you on the show. And if anybody who's watching her wants to sponsor her for future fights or get in touch with her, uh, this is Daniel Wynn, MMA fighter from Georgia. Um, now, if you guys are listening to this in podcast format, keep listening because there's more content to follow. And for those who are watching this, when this goes live, show's up. <laughs> but if you're listening to it in podcast format, keep listening because there's more content to follow. All right, guys, we'll be back for those who are listening to podcast format. <laughs>
This is Mark the Shark with Twitter. Sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoy this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again, that's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes. All right, guys, you can keep up to date. And see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Retorto. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest host. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. 
and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. <laughs> 